CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. Every coffin asks us whither... And every cradle asks us whence. The poorest barbarian weeping over his dead or marveling at his newborn can answer these questions as intelligently as the highest robed priest of the most authentic creed. Whither? Whence? I killed him. Erica, you must control yourself. I shot him and killed him. No. Don't tell me no. We have to call the police. We'll call the police and and tell them I did it. But you didn't kill him, Alan. You didn't kill him. I know. But I can only hope that I'll get away with it. Our mystery drama, The Red Scarf, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Ralph Bell. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly. With Act One. Basically, you're kind of a procrastinator, aren't you? Uh, can I get back to you later on that? Ah, but you don't just put things off. No, sir, you put things off for a reason. Hey, when are these snow shovels going to sale? August. I'll wait. But what about the two feet of snow in our driveway, Wally? It'll melt. Well, for you purposeful procrastinators, Buick has some very good news. At this time of year, your Buick dealer may get very accommodating when it comes to deals. On compact, fun-to-drive Skylarks, roomy, comfortable centuries, luxurious regals, even full-size LeSabres and elegant Electras. Now, while we hate to hurry you, this is what a lot of other procrastinators have been waiting for, too. So stop dawdling, because you can afford a Buick. Yes, you can. Right now, at your Buick dealers. Am I too late? No, sir. I'd say you're just in time. Persia, people worshipped the stars. It's the same in modern America. Only our stars are not in the heavens. They walk among us. They are the singers of songs, the actors of plays, the tall, strong athletes, the beautiful, the rich, the powerful, and yes, even the criminal. Their life force consists of the bright but brittle light of publicity. They glow until that light goes out. And because they cannot live in the dark, they die. Hello. Hello. My name's Tom Turner. I know. Ah, you recognize me, which means you must go to the movies. I don't, but there's no escaping you, the fabulous Tom Turner. I see enough of you on the TV. Enough? Hmm. How much is enough, I wonder? Do you? Hmm. It's a problem that has troubled philosophers through the ages. Has it? I know what you're thinking. You're saying to yourself, where does this collar ad, this matinee idol come off, babbling about philosophy? <laughs> collar ad? Matinee idol? I haven't heard those words used in years. Naturally, they belong to another era. My era, no doubt. 
And this was your way of telling me I'm an old lady. But I really wasn't showing off. I am interested in things like philosophy. Oh. In other words, you're more than just a handsome face. Why do you disapprove of me? Why do you say that? Mm, you're giving me that same look of disapproval I used to get from my third grade teacher. <laughs> Why should you worry what an old lady who runs a shop in the lobby of a resort hotel thinks of you? Why do you disapprove of me? Well, for one thing, you're having an affair with another man's wife. Oh, that. You mean it isn't true? It's just publicity? No, it's true. Are there no moral twinges? I, I don't think so. But this woman... She's the wife of your best friend. Would it be better if she were a stranger? Oh, you're incredible. He is Alan and she is Erica Standish, America's favorite married couple. Young, beautiful, talented, on the surface, so devoted to each other. And yet... It's the oldest story in the world. Erica Standish. She has breathtaking beauty. Mm, yes. That brilliant, flaming red hair... It's the envy of millions of women. Why does she find it necessary to deceive her husband? And with you, his best friend. You have such a refreshingly old-fashioned way of putting things, Miss, uh, uh... Jerry. Mrs. Jerry. My name is Smith. The name of my shop, as you can see on the window, is Geraldine's. But everyone calls me Jerry. When I heard you were coming to the hotel here to do some... Oh, oh, what was the word? Shooting. Shooting. Little did I believe that it might be literally true. Literally? Yes. You pretend to be such free thinkers, free livers, free lovers, but actually, it's a pose. Oh, is it? I've seen Alan Standish in the lobby. I've seen his face when he thinks... No one is watching. And? Uh, he pretends to be quite sophisticated, civilized about his wife's conduct with and, you. And he isn't? I don't think so. No. I believe he resents it very deeply. Mm. And you think he might shoot me? The man who feels betrayed is capable of anything. Hmm. Well, I came in here to buy a gift, uh... I must compliment you, Jerry. I've been to the most exclusive shops in New York, Paris, Rome. I must say, your merchandise compares favorably. And what would you like? A gift for a beautiful woman. The present love of my life. Present? The past is gone. The future may never come. All we have is the present. I could show you something I really... Mm, don't bother. I see it. This beautiful scarf. Oh, yes. Yes, you do have good taste. Thank you. It's a special silk import from Paris and quite expensive. How much? A hundred dollars. Oh, I thought you said it was expensive. Uh, please, wrap it up as a gift. This one? Of course. But... Uh, but what? <laughs> it's such a brilliant, flaming red color. I know. What's the problem? Well, if you know, I guess there isn't any problem. How the dear girl will adore it. I hope so. Mm, just let me place a little card in there. Um, to my best beloved. Alan? Uh, uh, just a moment, then. I'm on the phone. 
Uh, y- yes, Lou. I understand. Lou, is that Lou Diamond? It's not going to do that little black-eyed beauty of yours any harm, you know. Linda Montez's Star agent. billing with Tom Turner and Erica Standish. Alan, I will not stand for it. Uh, uh, all, all right, Lou. I've, I've got your word, and you have mine. We can put it down on paper later. Uh, goodbye. What does this mean, Alan? It means we are writing Linda Montez into the picture. Now, just a minute. Yes? You may be the writer, director, producer, but the film belongs to Tom Turner. I know. What will Tom have to say about that? It was Tom's idea. That's a lie. Why don't you ask him? Tom would never... Never what? Never put anybody else into a picture who would distract attention from me. Yes, well, he's done it. Well, that's ridiculous. Why? It makes a great deal of sense. How can you say that? Dramatically. Visually, you're a redhead. She's a brunette. Oh, stop that nonsense. Your eyes are glowing amber. Hers are flashing black. This is ridiculous. This is supposed to be a tender love story. It is. With Linda Montez. It's a different kind of love story. What kind? A love story of today. Today. It's a menage a trois. Are you trying to tell me he's supposed to be in love with both of us? In love with... And living with. I will not tolerate that. No? Why not? My public. I have always projected a wholesome image. Don't worry, my dear. No one takes that very seriously anymore. But I And do. you, you never took it very seriously either. You didn't fight Tom at all? Fight? How could I fight? You said to yourself just before, it's Tom's picture. He's the boss. But you're my husband, or have you forgotten? And you're my wife. Or have you forgotten? I... Alan, you knew about Tom and me before we were married. I told you. Yes, you told me. And I also told you that I hadn't gotten over him. You did. And I said I might never get over him. You remember I said that. Yes. So you knew everything. Yes, but I thought... What did you think? Nothing. I'll tell you what you thought. You were struggling. You were a nobody. I was an established writer. Established B-pictures, low-budget writer. You thought you could use me. And maybe you thought you could also use me. What good could you possibly have done for me? Tom was getting tired of you. That's a lie. And so you thought if you married somebody else, that would revive his interest. But you had to marry somebody harmless. Somebody like me, who couldn't give you any real trouble. And somebody he could buy off with assignments to do big and important pictures. Then what are you complaining about? Well, I thought that after a while, we would fall in love. I know that I did. He can't do this to me. Erica, walk away from him. We have three or four more days shooting here and then back to the studio. It'll be two or three weeks before it's announced that she's coming on the picture. She is never coming on the picture. You'll be the one to walk away from him. Do it now before anyone knows about her. Maybe... Maybe he doesn't even mean it. Oh, Erica. Maybe it's just intended to be a publicity Erica, it isn't too late for you and me. He won't get away with this. I won't let him get away with it. help you? Uh, I don't know. I'm just looking. Oh, you go right ahead, Mr. Standish. You know my name. You're one of the famous film people. Infamous would be more like it. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Oh, then you know very little about us. I wouldn't say that either. Well, 
What is it that you do know? I have a very fine selection of pure silk scarves. Oh, I, uh, I see you know how to change the subject. I would assume the merchandise in the shop is why you're here. You're not very impressed with me, are you? Should I be? Oh, I've won an Academy Award, Best Director, Best Writer, last year. <laughs> My name is almost a household word. Really? I am impressed. No, you're not. You're amused. Am I? There's something about you. I would say you can look straight through a person and see exactly what's inside. You give me too much credit. What do you see inside me? A somewhat ludicrous man. What makes you say that? Oh, it's true. I am ludicrous. I didn't say that. Huh. You're too well-mannered. Why would I even wish to say it? Or think it? it uh, it's in all the gossip columns. Oh? What is? The story of my wife, Erica Standish, and Tom Turner. I never read the gossip columns. Well, by this time, you must have seen them together in the hotel, in the lobby, in the dining room. Isn't there something in the way they walk together, talk together, sit together? Why are you saying all these things to me, Mr. Standish? I don't know. These are personal, private things. And we don't even know each other. Perhaps I do understand that amused look on your face. I'm not aware of it. Oh, it says, here is this extremely powerful, talented man... And see how shabbily he permits himself to be treated by his wife and his best friend. Oh, yes, I've seen that look on other faces, but it was tinged with contempt. I could armor myself against it, but the look on your face, that's touched with pity. It finds me helpless. I'm sorry. You don't have to justify yourself to me. Oh, but I do have to justify myself to me. Well... May, may I show you something? No, no, no. I say you show me enough. Good day. There's a very, very complicated man. You in the habit of talking to yourself, Jerry? Oh, oh good morning, Sheriff. Hi, I didn't see you come in. Uh, I'm just uh, checking on security. Tell me there hasn't been this much excitement in town since Calvin Coolidge was nominated. What do you think of all these moving picture folks, Jerry? Do you really want to know, Sheriff? It's my belief that one of them is going to kill somebody. She's a most perceptive and unusual woman, Mrs. Geraldine Smith. But murder? Let's see... We do have a pretty well-agreed-on candidate for the victim. That would be Tom Turner, who forms the apex of the triangle. The other two sides are Erica and Alan Standish. Vote for your choice, and we'll check the results when I return with Act Two. of the hypotenuse of a right triangle is equal to the sum of the squares of the other two sides. However, Mr. Euclid and all other learned mathematicians and philosophers were dealing with triangles as a shape. We storytellers, however, are concerned with triangles as a force, possibly the most explosive force in the world. <laughs> <laughs> 
You say one of them's going to kill somebody, Jerry? It's possible, Sheriff. Well, who and why? Why has to do with the oldest motive in the world. Love. That's the second oldest. Now, uh, who? I really don't know. Eh, that's what I like about you, Jerry. You're always so definite and specific. Life <laughs> itself is a very ambiguous affair, mm, Sheriff. But I couldn't enforce the law on that basis, could I? Well, let me know if you run into something, eh? But I have run into something. Uh, what? That's just it, Sheriff. I don't know what. It's just a, a feeling. Oh, uh, what's a feeling? I've already told you. Someone's going to kill somebody. Ah, Erica. Yes, it's Erica. Are you going to ask me in? Well, of course. Now, uh, may I offer you a drink? That sounds rather formal, doesn't it? <laughs> All I'm asking is... This is this how we talk to each other now? May I offer you a drink? Well, it's just that I'll I... I'll tell you what you can offer me. An explanation? Darling, what are you talking about? Linda Montez. Oh. Yes. Oh. It, um... It has to do with the money, people. Yes. Well, you know how it is today. Pictures are made by big business. They're a product, like any other piece of manufactured goods. I don't believe I need a lecture on the finances of the movie industry. But this is all background for the Linda Montez thing. Anyway, the uh, money fellows believe they can make a lot more money if we did a new lifestyle type of picture. I understand that, too. Well, then you understand it all. All except for Linda Montez. Why Linda? She's ten years younger than I am. Well, now she doesn't... Is she the new girl, Tommy? What new girl? Your new girl. What makes you think A new ending will be written for the picture. Well, it has to be. Alan has to work it out. At the final curtain, which one of us gets you? Which one of you? Me or Linda. Well, uh... Me or Linda. So that's how you intend to do it. Do what? Announce that it's off with the old and on with the new. Now, listen, Erica... Tom... I've been there before. That's how you got rid of Doris Leeds. Admit it. All right. All right. I admit it. Then it is true. Yes. Tom, not us. It can't be over between us. Erica, everything comes to an end. We're supposed to be in love. Oh, that's the trouble. We're supposed to be, but we're not. Tom, I love you. No, no, you don't. You love yourself. How dare you preach to me? I know better than you are. Neither of us is any good at all. Speak for yourself. We're both of us play things for the public. It would be different if either of us knew how to act. I am considered one of the finest bodies. And so am I. You know what happens to toys? They get old. They get scuffed. Erica, the chin is just a little bit fuller and some of those lines... You're not getting any younger either. No, of course not, but on me it isn't starting to show yet. You can't just throw me over. Darling, you could have found somebody else any time. But I didn't. We have six years together. Don't they mean anything? They're part of the past. Tom, please, don't. Why do you pretend, I'm Erica? not yes, pretending. Yes, you are. You're pretending that you and I, that... That we're real people. We are real people. No. 
We're shadows on a screen, pictures on a tube, blocks of print and papers and magazines. What emotions do we have that belong to ourselves? It's all a pretense. Even our private lives. Even even this, this is a pretense. We are real. We bleed. Oh, please, don't recite. Prick us, do we not bleed? That belongs to make-believe, too. We bleed. Erica, you're getting tiresome. But we do bleed. Very well. Have it your way. Yes. We will have it my way. No. Let's be civilized. We'll have a drink for old time's sake, and we'll work together and make lots more money together. But we bleed. <laughs> now, Erica, this isn't funny. Of course not. It's very serious. Uh, Erica. Now, you see? Here is something real. Now, um, Erica. Could anything uh, be more real than this piece of steel? Blue steel? And from this comes the ultimate reality. Erica. Yes. You're real, Tom. And I can prove it. I can make you bleed. Erica, put that gun away. Here's something real for you, Tom. <laughs> something real. <laughs> Eric. Alan? Erica? Erica? What is it? You're trembling. Alan, I... I... What's wrong? No, 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 dear, dear, you simply must get hold of these. Come here, come here, come here, come here, sit down. Tom. Yes, yes, what about Tom? I just, I just killed him. You what? I shot him. Are you, are you telling me that you just shot Tom? I shot him and I killed him. Oh. I shot him with the little thirty-two caliber pistol you carry around in your case. Eric, Eric. It's your fault. Why did you have to carry a pistol? If you didn't have a pistol, I wouldn't have been able to kill him. Now, Erica, listen. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Where, where is the pistol? I'm so scared. I'll go to prison. Where is the pistol? After I shot him, I looked at the pistol in my hand. It was such a terrible, unclean thing. I threw it on the floor. That it's on the floor, in, in the room? Tom's room? Yes, and it has your fingerprints on it. Oh, Alan, I don't know why I did it. What are we going to do? You killed him. Oh, Alan, darling, I see it now. Now that it's too late, I... Oh, I love you so much. You love me? When he fell to the ground suddenly, something just happened to me. I felt free. Do you understand? Free. This power, this evil power he held over me, it suddenly just disappeared. Erica. And I realized how much I loved you. And now it's too late. Too late? I'll go to prison. Our lives will be broken, destroyed. Oh, what a fool I was. Erica. Erica, do you love me? Oh, yes, yes. But now it's too late. Now that I know I love you... You won't go to prison. Well, how can you say that? I killed him. No, you didn't. But who did? I did. You? Yes, dear, I killed him. I'll say I killed him. 
But you'll go to jail. No, I won't. But the law? There's a law that will set me free. It's called the unwritten law. I don't believe that. This man has been deceiving me. Finally, when I could stand it no longer, I faced him, and in a fit of passion, I shot him. No, I can't let you do that. Why not? I told you I loved you. Let me prove it. But it isn't true. Darling, we're all so far from the truth. What does it matter? We live in this tensely make-believe world. No, I can't let you. You can't stop me. It's the only way. You'd go to jail, but... You see, I'll be acquitted. What jury would ever vote to convict me? Or I'll get a suspended sentence, but... I'll be free. And we'll be free. Free? We've wasted so much time... Let so many years go by. We have no more left to spare. Each one has to count, my dear. We must spend every moment together. But you'll be blamed for his death. I've been a fool, a timid, spineless fool. It has to end. The way I'm telling you, I did it. But how can... Wait, wait, wait. Did anyone see you go into his room? No. Anyone see you come out? No. I know that little 32 doesn't make any noise to speak of... Let's just hope no one heard the shot. What did you do as soon as you... I I dropped the pistol and... How long did you stay in the room? Not long. Think, please. Just just a few moments, and then I came right here. That didn't have to take more than a minute. Now, you've been here two minutes, maybe, maybe three, so less than four minutes have gone by. It'll... Take me another minute to get there. You mean you're going back? I have to wipe your fingerprints off the gun and put mine on it. You do love me. I know that. Yes, I love you. Oh, darling. How I love you. Wait. Wait here. Get in touch with the sheriff. There's been a murder. Yes, there has been a murder. And usually murder is a very definite thing. It usually takes two, a killer and a victim. Well, as we return to the scene of the crime, there has been a strategic change. While the victim remains the same, we do seem to have a brand new killer. Will the cast of characters change further? That shall be revealed in Act 3 shortly. There is no cure for birth or death. So the thing to do is to enjoy the interval, or so says the philosopher. From this, then, we may deduce that the basic problem is neither being born nor dying, but quite simply one of enjoyment. In which case, we shall postulate a rule. Those who fail to enjoy life only have themselves to blame.
consider Mr. Allen Standish. You say you came here to see Mr. Tom Turner? Yes, Sheriff. Mm -hmm. For what reason? A highly personal reason. (laughs) Don't matter what you tell me, Mr. Standish. I got all I need. Come in here to find a dead body, find you sitting there holding the pistol. I got your confession. I I got enough. Well, then why are you asking me all these questions? For the record. As I was saying, it don't matter what you tell me. If I was you, I'd be thinking about what I'd tell a jury. It had to do with my wife. And? I found myself in... uh... In an intolerable situation. What you're saying is he was carrying on with your wife and so you shot him. Yes. Hmm. And you're going to plead the so-called unwritten law. Yes. Like you done in one of those moving pictures of yours a couple of years ago. Guy shoots his wife's lover, makes a great speech to the jury, he gets acquitted. Yeah. <laughs> you can never forget that picture. I'm flattered. Because it was so... Uh, What word can I use? Unreal. Mr. Standish, you can't just kill a man because he's making time with your wife. If guys could get away with it, we'd have a million of those murders a year. A man has a right to protect his honor. In the movies. In real life, we have divorce courts. I... I didn't realize what I was doing. You killed him with a thirty-two caliber pistol. Do you, uh, always carry one with you? How did you happen to have it on you? So, you see, we have premeditation, which could make it murder one. But I, 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 I... Yes, Mr. Stanley? Well, maybe I didn't mean to kill him. Then, uh, why did you bring the gun? To, to have it handy in, in case I would have to scare him. Well, then what you intended to do was just say uh, a word to the effect of, you keep away from my wife or I'll kill you. Yes, yes, something like that. And to emphasize the point, you took out the pistol. Yes. And it went off. Yes. And it was an accident. Yes. Well, I, I could understand an accident where the pistol would go off once, but uh, twice? Well, I... I... Yeah. I'll have to ask you to come along. Where? Where do you think? Jail. Jail? You committed a murder, didn't you? But I... And jail's where you belong. Till a jury of 12 good men and true decide your case. them bars. I hear you, Mr. Standish. Why am I not permitted visitors? Oh, you can have visitors. Well, then why are you keeping my wife away from me? Nobody's stopping her from coming here. Then then why hasn't she? Didn't you tell her that she could come? Yeah, I told her. Are you sure? Yeah, I went to see her. I said, Mrs. Standish, you're allowed to visit your husband. And what did she say? Nothing. That's impossible. Why is it impossible? She just doesn't want to see you, that's all. How do you know? I heard her say so. She told you? She told the whole world. Listen. Turn that thing off. The 12 o'clock news should be on in just a moment. I don't care about the 12 o'clock news. The whole gang of the media was down here to interview her. And she said... uh, uh, Well, uh, now, you're going to hear what she said. 
afternoon and time for the top story. And of course, the top story is the sensational murder of a movie star, Tom Turner, by Academy Award-winning writer-director Alan Standish. For years, there have been rumors of a tarred affair between Erica Standish and Tom Turner. And it was for this reason that Alan Standish claims he shot Turner. But at a press conference today, Erica Standish said, I, uh... I'm completely at a loss to understand what happened. There was never anything between Tom and me. What? It was all just rumor. Tom, Alan were the best of friends. I mean, they'd laugh about it. Erica. I simply can't imagine what happened to Alan. He has been so overworked lately. I guess it could have been temporary insanity. Turn that off. Turn that off. Turn that off. She knows what happened. What is she trying to do? Bring her down here, Sheriff. Let her say that to my face. Bring her here. I don't care if you have to drive her. Everybody knows you are having an affair with Tom. Oh, you poor darling. You poor darling. Sheriff, Sheriff, she's lying. Now, now, Mr. Standish. I, I convinced Mrs. Standish to come down here because I promised her you'd behave yourself. But she is lying. But if... You're trying to create a defense at the cost of your wife's honor and good name. What honor? What good name? I forgive you, darling. I forgive you. Oh. I get it. You don't want to be stuck with me. So, you think you can put me away for a long time, huh? Darling, I will stand by you. You come out clean. Your career rolls along in high. You never loved me. You used me. Now, now, look, Mr. Standish, none of this helps. I was always Mr. Fall Guy, Mr. Patsy. Oh, darling, I know you're under a terrible strain. And how cleverly you led me on so that I could take the blame for you. All right, it won't work. All right, Mr. Standish, that's enough. Oh, no, 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 it's over, it's all over. Whatever hold you had over me is broken, Eric, it's finished. And we're going to change places. I'm getting out of this prison cell and you're getting in. Now, what are you saying, Mr. Stanley? I didn't kill Tom Turner. She did. Oh, he's gone mad. Oh, my poor Alan. You killed him? You went there to his room. He was going to throw you over. Oh, darling, what are you saying? You shot him. Mr. Standish, now, if you don't calm down, you might have to be restrained. And I did this to help you, but it's finished, Erica. Now, let me out of here. I'm innocent. Uh, uh, you, you'd uh, better go, Mrs. Stanley. I'm innocent. Sure, sure. Now, I, I, I just try to calm yourself. I'll, I'll uh, get a doctor over here. <laughs> Thank you for coming, Jerry. Well, I couldn't imagine why you'd want to see me, Mr. Standish. What with all the famous people you know? Of all the people I know, it it happens you're the only one I want to see. Well, you hardly know me. I think you're the only one who'd believe my story. Oh, your story? My lawyer doesn't believe it. A very famous and high-priced lawyer, yes, too. Yes, yes, but he says, okay, stick to it, and we get you off on temporary insanity. But I tell you, I am telling the truth. I didn't do it. She did. But why did you arrange a thing like that? Because, because I was in love with her. Love? Love is a beautiful feeling. It's a, a wonderful state. Oh, not all love. Not mine. My love was a terrible, ravaging illness. It was destroying me. It had already killed my self-respect. Well, why did you put up with it? Oh, no. Please, you mustn't ask that question. People like you who are strong, 
poor wives were sure of themselves. <laughs> you don't really understand the rest of us. But to agree to take the blame. It was part of a dream. No, no, feverish fantasy. One day she would suddenly realize that I was the one. Oh, those are the stories you write for the films. Yes. But what made you believe a jury would acquit you? Oh, surely the sheriff explained to you there's no such defense as the unwritten law. Yes, he explained it afterward. You would have to explain why you tolerated that relationship for six years, was it? Why suddenly you found it unbearable? Oh, a clever prosecutor could have a lot of fun with you. I didn't kill him. I know I said I did. I know it looks bad for me, but I didn't kill him. She did. Well, what do you want of me? I want you to believe me. It would be better if a jury believed you. I don't think they will. But I'll feel better if I know that a person like you believes that I'm telling the truth. And I am. She killed him. Why? The oldest reason in the world, he was getting rid of her. Was he? Yes. He had a new girl, Linda Montez. Oh, well, could you prove it? He was having me rewrite the picture to create a part for Linda. But how does this prove she was going to be his new girl? Well... In a court of law. Well, Linda knew it, and her agent, Lou Diamond, knew it. Well, will they testify? In a murder trial, they want to keep far away from it. So how can you prove Tom Turner was through with Erica, and that she knew it, and therefore she shot him? I can't... But it's true. Please believe me. Oh, I'd like to believe you. Wait. Wait. Does this Linda Montez have the black hair? Oh, yes. And black eyes? Black flashing. Well, maybe I do believe you. I'm telling the truth. Yes. It's quite possible you are. <laughs> Yes? Oh, may I come in for a moment, Mrs. Standish? Oh, are you a reporter? Oh, hardly. I'm Jerry, from the boutique in the lobby. Oh, yes, I thought you looked familiar. Well, I, I have a little package for you. For me? Yes. Tom Turner had bought this, and he evidently neglected to give it to you. Oh, well, what is it? Why don't you open it and find out? Thank you. Red? Read the card. To my best beloved, your Tom. He bought this red scarf for me? Oh, he couldn't have. He couldn't have with my red hair, my amber eyes, my complexion. How can I wear red? And flaming red. Well, you don't know the hassles he would have with clothes designers and set decorators. But you are... You were his... Best beloved. Or you thought you were. Despite that line, you tried to feed to the press. What are you trying to say? Well, you and Tom Turner have been, as they say, an item for years. That isn't true. It isn't? Oh, there must be people who know, who can be subpoenaed. Think of how often you and Tom were together since the day you met. What is this to you? You killed Tom Turner. You're crazy. Why would I want to kill Tom, especially if it's the way you say? If it's true, I was in love with him. Because he was getting ready to take a new girlfriend. That isn't true. Who told you? Alan. Well, 
Don't you see? Alan has to lie to save himself. Oh, no. No, Alan is telling the truth. Tom's new lady love was to be Linda Montez. He's lying. I believe him. Because Tom did not buy that red scarf for you. He bought it for Linda. With her black hair, her black eyes. And here in his own handwriting, to my best beloved, your Tom. Give me that card. Now, just a that minute. That card is all there is. It's the only proof. Now, give it to me. I'm sorry. It's a piece of evidence. I'm rich. All right? I can pay you. Are you asking me to... What do you care? Alan's a chump. He was meant to be a natural-born fall guy. Are you saying he took the blame for you? Believe me, the Alan Standishes of this world are born to take the blame for other people. It's their fate. Now, let me have the card. But it's wrong to make him pay for something. He loves it. He has to be a martyr. He thrives on self-inflicted sorrows. He's eating it up, enjoying every minute of it. Don't deprive him of his chance to suffer. Now, name your price for that card. I'm sorry. Not as sorry as you're going to be. Now, look. I am younger than you, and I'm stronger. I can take that card away from you, and that's exactly what I'm going to no, do. No, no, hand it over. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Just hold it. Now, Mrs. Standish, none of this is going to do you any good. You, uh, you okay, Jerry? Yeah. Just, just fine. All right, Sheriff. Let the whole world know. I did it. Let them know I was not just something Tom Turner could use and throw away. Yes, I killed him. I killed him because he broke my heart. Destroyed me. Would you believe that when she went to trial, Alan Standish stood by her and gave her all the tender and loving support in the world? After she was judged to be insane, Alan would visit her every day and spend hours walking and talking with her and nursing her back to health. And when she was finally cured and restored to society, would you believe she promptly divorced him and married an up-and-coming pop singer half her age? Is there anything on our mystery theater more mysterious than life itself? I'll be back shortly. scarf, a casual gift, a hastily scrawled inscription, to my best beloved. That's all it took to change the fate of three people. It caused the death of one, the criminal trial and conviction of another, and it should have brought the third to his senses, but there it failed. And what does it prove? Something you already know. Love can open the doors to heaven or the gates of hell. Step carefully. Our cast included Ralph Bell, Terry Keene, Bryna Rayburn, and Russell Horton. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.